want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go.
62. Indeed. We're in our golden years. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> These episodes are going to be older than me soon. <laughs> <laughs> so we started off with In Remembrance by Moment of Truth, and that's off of their latest release, uh, No Blind Eyes. And then we went into Christ with Dissension. That's off of their number two demo, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. We miss our friends. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is random, but I have a question for you. Okay. Um, what do you think the lamest superhero is? You know, I don't really keep up on the superheroes. I don't either, but I, I was looking around and, uh, so. <laughs> you were looking around uh, at superheroes? Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, because, <laughs> uh. I kind of was like thought Robin, Batman and Robin was kind of lame always. Okay. I don't know. Like he just seemed like a, a sidekick that wasn't, you know, 
especially oh so just robin not batman yeah, yeah, and robin okay yeah, all right yeah. um but so i started looking up like just these random superheroes that have mm-hmm. appeared in dc and marvel comics over the years and um the the lamest ones i've seen there's a lot but um one is called um arm fall off boy and he can like take his limbs off and like he beats people with his limbs what? Which is is funny, but it's I don't think that's lame. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't wouldn't it be better like if you could pull your arm off and beat someone with it, wouldn't it be better just to keep it on? Use both of your limbs. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh yeah, because you'd have to use your limb right? to use your other limb yeah. to beat somebody with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then the other one was um was called Bouncing Boy. And it was uh, apparently it was a boy that was born with no superpowers, but accidentally drank some kind of plastic product, liquid plastic or something like that, and then he was able to inflate himself and bounce away. Okay. Yeah, that was his. That was his superpower. Yeah, those are pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah. They're no wonder twins, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I never really got into comics. Yeah. I um I didn't either really. I had a relative gave me a bunch of comics when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought those were cool. They're they were old like old Archie comics and stuff. Huh. But um as far as like after that I never I I can appreciate them, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I never Never really collected or did much with them. Yeah. I um I remember oh my god, this was so long ago. My friend lent us the Walking Dead comics. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Like way before the show even came out. Mm-hmm. And um I read like two or three of them. I just I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. You're like, what's this dumb shit? <laughs> then the T V show comes out and it's fucking a huge success. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was dumb. I just, just not my thing. Not your thing, yeah. 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 But it was kind of cool because obviously I noticed some different or some similarities when we started watching the show to the comic book. So that was kind of cool. And then I was like, damn, I wish I read those because mm-hmm. we gave them back. But mm-hmm. oh well. I got you. I got you. So do you want to get into our uh, our guest today? Of course I do. All right. So we'd like to give thanks to Tommy Stewart for turning us on to today's guests. Indeed. Yeah. Um, this band combines thrash, punk, crust, hardcore, sludge, grindcore, even elements of doom and black metal. Uh, their lyrical content is sometimes humorous, often thought-provoking, and always awesome. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Gravehoffer, the creme de la creme of Missouri. So listen in as we have some laughs and get grave huffed with guitarist and all-around awesome guy, Richie Randall. Hello. Hi, this is Richie from Grave Effort. Hey, Richie. It's the Grimms. Hey, how's it going today? Good. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for chatting with us. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Sadly, we were unaware of Grave Huffer before talking to Tommy Stewart. Oh, right on. Yeah. Um, 
but we are big fans of the band. Um, cool. Yeah, really, Thanks. really cool stuff. Really interesting sound. And uh, we, have, we have a lot of questions about the band. Sweet. And, yeah. Okay. So you changed from Crom to Grave Huffer in 2008, was it, or 10? Um, we actually started out as Crom in 2008, and mm -hmm. we changed the name to Grave Huffer in early 2012. Okay. What was, how, why'd you change it? We were getting confused with a lot of other bands called Crom at the time, so yeah. um, so we just we just decided a name change was in order. Yeah. Um, another another thing that kind of that happened around that time was there was a huge tornado that came through Joplin mm. in 2011, and it kind of not kind of very much put a damper on things. Um, our practice space was my garage and it kind of blew it away so so yeah we had to like kind of relocate and kind of start from scratch almost and um so we were on hiatus for uh, about seven months mm, wow. and then when we came back yeah we came back and just decided to change the name because there was a crom oh in indiana or something there was a rapper there was like all kinds of shit there was one in italy or something mm. um, but yeah there was there was quite a few that we were you know, reviewers were getting us confused and stuff, and even radio. So, so we decided to change it. I see. So, to us, Gravehopper sounds like a mix of, <clears throat> like the Accused, I hear in there. Maybe some Macabre, maybe some Death Wrath. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of elements in there. Um, right. Yeah. Like all melded together, but you also have your own very unique sound. Right. Do you? It sounds like you. Do you guys all have a background in like hardcore and punk? Yeah, I mean, especially our bass player. I mean, we are like myself. I'm I'm going to be 45 this year. Our bass player, he's going to be 50. <laughs> so we're we're older guys. Yeah. Um, our our singer Travis is he's my age as well. Um, our drummer is the young pup, <laughs> but he's like you know 36. But yeah, we're all of that age that we grew up on all that hardcore punk and stuff like that. Like the first Suicidal Tendencies record, uh, Nun Slaughter, The Accused, um, Old Corrosion of Conformity, and Black Flag, Minor Threat, and all that stuff. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, and we even got into crust punk like Nausea, which is, they're kind of from up in your area, I think, mm. uh, New York. And so, you know, we were just, um, God. We're like just way into that kind of stuff, and even like the uh, West Coast stuff. Like um, I don't know if you've heard of like Dystopia; they're a huge influence. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, like and then you know grindcore stuff like Phobia, and there's a lot of that like kind of like top tier cult underground shit. You know, that's kind of our big thing. You know, his hero is gone for like the Midwest kind of stuff. Oh yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember them. Are they still around? Yeah, like, no. We yeah. actually played a show with them when we were in another band, Mike and myself, and our first drummer, Larry. We were in this band called Initial Detonation, and it was like a kind of a crust punk thing. Um, male, female vocals, two guitars, drums, bass, like the stand-up drum kit. You know, we had the whole kind of 
neurosis on steroids thing going. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, yeah, but we were, you know, we played with his heroes gone a few times. Really, really great group of guys. But uh, they're a, they, I think, tragedy. Have you heard of them? No. Yeah, that's that's kind of what they are now. But I'd suggest checking them out. They're really, really good. Hmm. All right, we'll make a note of that. Yeah. So you guys have a a twelve song vinyl coming out this year. Is that that's going to be with uh with uh Black Doomba? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be. Um, <clears throat> it probably it'll probably be the ver- the very you know front end of 2021 and probably january of next year will be when that is released um tommy's he's not really wanting to release anything in the like in november or december he said that's like the death sentence to (laughs) to Uh put out a new record around then so i was like okay so so we're gonna we're gonna uh wait till january i believe unless we can get it out in like october before halloween uh that might be pushing it but uh, but yeah, that's the plan, and it's going to be 12 songs. It's going to be on vinyl, CD, cassette, and digital. Nice, nice. So how did you, two parts, yeah. two part question, how did you uh-huh. how did you hook up with Tommy, and how did the addition of Chewy from Voivod come into play for this next recording? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's really cool uh, part part or pretty really cool question there two-part question uh as far as tommy um let me think here um i honestly cannot remember how i first got in touch with him i think maybe it was through mutual friends on facebook um i think maybe i sent him a friend request and we just hit it off mm-hmm. um i'm not i'm not 100 sure um but yeah we hit it off pretty pretty immediately and, um, you know, knowing he was the bass player for Hollow's Eve and Metal Blade Records and all the stuff he's done, you know, touring with Motorhead and Slayer. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the guy, he's, he's legit, man. He's the real deal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and then he, he, he started the, the Black Doombo Records label. And, um, I remember when we were going to put out our previous album, Your Fault, um, we had approached him about doing that. And at the time, this would have been 28, two years ago, 2018, probably first part of 2018. We were trying to find a label to put it out on vinyl. Cause it was just, we were having a hard time getting that going. Um, we were, another label was supposed to do it, but they ended up closing. So we were on the hunt for a label to do it. So we hit them up and he was like, well, I'd love to have you guys, but I'm pretty much just a doom label. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then fast forward to, I don't know, about not quite a year ago. Um, he does the doom Bonomicon compilation. And, um, we ended up being able to get one of our songs on there. One of our (laughs) doomier songs to, to, you know, so it made sense Mm -hmm. for the comp. So anyway, we did that, and um, one thing leads to another, and Tommy asks us if he wants Grave Huffer to play some shows with Tommy Stewart's Direwolf, which is one of his four or five bands he's got going. And so we're like, yeah, we're at, he says, Chicago and Wisconsin, and then uh, Dallas and Houston. This would have been 
October and November of last year. So we played five shows with them um, in Chicago, Wisconsin. We even booked them here in Joplin, Missouri, where, where we're located, and played a show here. And then we went to Dallas and Houston, and, and it just we hit it off so good. And I think that was kind of like, you know, we should probably be on his label, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we were on a No Slip Records at the time, and um, they put out an EP for us last year, and um, which was really cool. Um, but No Slip has kind of um, had taken on some financial difficulties, so um, we ended up talking to Tommy, and he ended up signing us. And we already had probably over half the album written already. So it was really a, a good time to to get signed up with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sorry, I know that was a really long answer to no, that, but and as far good. as, oh, oh yeah, the part two, Voivod, Chewy, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit. So, for, I can't even remember. See, this is another thing with, with social media. I got to be friends with, with Chewy on social media mm. and um, I just messaged him one day and asked him if he did guest guitar solos. And he said, yeah. And he said, send me the song and we'll, we'll go from there. And so <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> and he, he was, I mean, he couldn't have been any nicer. I mean, he was so super easy to work with. He let us know exactly what he needed as far as like, you know, the song and the mix and you know, the file type, everything. And so we record the song send him a rough mix of it with a really really rough vocal on it mm -hmm. and he he has it for like maybe a week and then he sends it back and it's just like this crazy voivod sounding chewy solo and dude it's like almost it's like 45 seconds long nice and, uh, <laughs> yeah and the song the thing that's cool is the song is about buzz aldrin and the apollo 11 mission Mm. So it like totally fits, man, you know, like Voivod. It, I mean, the, the solo totally fits the spacey atmosphere of the song. So I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, he, it's cool. He laid down two like solo tracks. So it's in stereo and like, it's got these crazy weird harmonies and cool. I can't wait for you guys. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to be honest with you. Um, we uh -huh. had some technical difficulties <laughs> and we're a little flustered over here. Um, and okay, what's up? My <laughs> no, we're good. But my okay, uh, the the other part of Grim Fee is in in the other room. She called in because the second mic isn't working through the oh, okay through the phone bridge that we're using for some reason. Yeah. So, okay. So we were fucking with that to like the last minute like like literally <laughs> 10 seconds before you called in but um so okay. she, she's in the other room and we had a bunch of questions that kind of went in order but i started uh -huh. kind of picking through them and they're they might be a little random all over the place but just right just, on no just, it's all good all right I yeah just, the project manager can't give him like visual cues that he's not going in order or no not at all <laughs> oh, okay I, I got it we're usually I, I get it now. yeah we're usually in the same room and we we can kind of pick up on the cues from each other's looks but right no, yeah she's in the other room i totally so. get so i'm in I here i get it man because right. 
Yeah, I mean, I totally get it. It's like it's like being in a band, you know. Everybody yeah. got their, their their visual cues. And yeah, stuff. Like, definitely. Okay, this is where the change is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so I want to step back to your fault for a second, if you don't mind. Sure. So you mentioned in an interview with Alan Lasanti that um, yes. I believe your fault was on blunt force, right? Uh, blunt face. Face. Oh, I'm sorry. Blunt yeah. face. Yeah. Oh no, no, no worries. Yeah, blunt face um, records. Yes. So you, you kind of alluded to that project didn't go exactly how the band had envisioned. What did you mean by that? Um, with, let me, I'm going to choose my words carefully here. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I want to, I want to be, you know, nice about it uh, as best I, I can. Um, the our relationship with blunt face was, um, uh, it just, just was not good. <laughs> I mean, it, it just wasn't really, we could have done it better ourselves. Okay. Truthful. Um, and they just really didn't do much of anything for us. And, um, I mean, that's just the reality of it. And uh, that's about all I can really say on it. Um, but, but yeah, it was a pre-order campaign and it was, like I said, we could have just done this ourselves. And I felt like, or actually the whole band felt like we would have been better off financially doing it ourselves rather than through the label because they really didn't financially back us like at all like we raised all the money ourselves pretty much so oh um, that sucks we had we, yeah so <laughs> we have one particular donor that was lives uh, just south of arkansas just south of us in arkansas excuse me that donated like two grand and um i mean that was just it was crazy like we're like hey what <laughs> you know we don't even know we i mean we seriously don't even know the person we've never met this person and um we ended up putting her as a co-executive producer on the record because she made such a big donation oh that's and, um, awesome i have goosebumps yeah, yeah so so we were like thank you so much so on the back of the your fault record you'll see co-executive produced by shauna perez and um because she I don't know. We just, we need to get down to Little Rock, Arkansas, where she's at. Cause we played there before and she couldn't make it or something. Um, and then this, we we're supposed to play there in March, but the whole COVID-19 thing kind of took president and <laughs> we had to cancel like six or eight shows. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So we end up not playing that one and she was going to be at that one. So we're trying to figure out some way to, like repay her, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, something. I mean, we've been racking our brains because, like, she's bought every single piece of merchandise and music that we ha that we've put out. So it's. I mean, I don't want to kind of keep giving her like the same stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, what can we do for this person, you know, without being weird? We don't want to make it weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it'll happen. You'll find something, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike and I were talking about it the other day, so I think we'll figure something out. You know, when hopefully we get to meet her in person, I think that's when it'll happen. So, so yeah. Um, as far as the whole blunt face thing, yeah, just you know, it just really 
it just, different vision. <laughs> it it just yeah, it really didn't work out. That's about as nice as I can put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let me go take a step back again. So let's sure. talk about Demon Face. Okay. Because the concept is really cool. So awesome. I Thanks. I read kind of the the backstory on uh-huh. Demon Face, and I think you could okay. probably wrap it up and articulate it a little better for me what the story is. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to summarize kind of what the story is, and then who found it and what inspired you guys to write about it yeah demon face <clears throat> it's about a well basically it's edward mordrake and he had like a parasitic twin face in the back of his head mm-hmm. there's debate whether there's debate whether or not he actually existed in real life um but there's also some proof that he may have, you know, different medical journals that were around back in, the, I think it was late 1800s, maybe, um, that were around that, that basically proved the fact. But, but like I said, it, it's kind of um, people go one way or the other, whether or not he actually existed. But anyway, it's still really cool, <laughs> regardless, yeah. you know, even factor <laughs> fiction. Factor fiction, it's still really very interesting. Um, that show, American Horror Story, actually has his character in it in one episode. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a neat deal. But um, So we decided to, I think I came up with the, like, I didn't obviously come up with the subject, but I came up with, like, I thought it would be cool to write a song about it. And the music was, we had had this piece of music lying around for a while. And Mike and I were like, what are we going to do with this? Because we, like, really fucking loved the, the music. And I was like, man, I had been reading about the Edward Mortrick character. And so I was like, that would be really cool. I was like, it starts out kind of slow and then gets really intense, you know. So I said, because life kind of was that way. Um, supposedly, he, he uh, had this parasitic twin and would whisper things to him at night. And... It was basically a lot of gibberish, but there were some things he could understand the, huh. the, the, the face in the back of his head was saying. And he said to whisper things from hell into his <laughs> ear, you know, <clears throat> and he like, he could not sleep. And so I think it was, I think it may have been, <laughs> I think he was like 23 years old and he drank a bottle of poison and just off himself. Cause he just, it would just drove him crazy. And so, um, so yeah. I'd hate to have been the guy's barber. You know, that would have been kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you'd have to cut his hair too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so we've kind of mentioned it, and I think you would agree um, that Grave Huffer has a very unique sound, and you kind of cross over different genres. Yes. Um, so when you're working with promoters, who, like, <laughs> what does that lineup look like for you? Because, like, here in Rochester, um, our promoters and our venues are very open to different genres in the same show. Like, we could go to a show on a Friday night and see a black metal band, a death metal band, a punk band. Um, but nice. we're kinda, yeah, we're kind of hearing that that's not the case all over. So I'm, we were just kind of wondering what your experience is because you don't fit into like a genre. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Like I think, yeah, last year we played a doom fest and we're not a doom band at all, but 
we have some songs that kind of do that, you know, kind of slow, heavy, riffy thing. I mean, like if, a, like, I don't know, let's say if, like, Cathedral decided to do math or something and, like, play, you know, that maybe that's <laughs> what we would sound like or whatever. But, um, but you know, we we do have some, like, heavy, doomier kind of things. But, but yeah, you know, we were messaged by this promoter to play a Doom Fest, and we're like, yeah, sign us up, you know. And um, we there was, it was a pretty big deal. Like, I don't know, have you ever heard of the band called Coven? Yes. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's funny yeah, you mentioned they, that. They, they, yeah, they were the headliners, and so we got to open for Coven. You know, it's oh, kind of nice. cool. So you, yeah, Jinx is still singing with them. Yeah, we had uh, we had Richter on a couple weeks ago, the guitar player in Coven. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He he was so cool. Yeah, we he's awesome. To him quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's really cool. He's a really good player. Yeah. He was an awesome player. <laughs> like our singer at the time got really high with their bass player. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really weird. He he actually asked our singer James like, "Hey, want to get high?" Like just you know, kind of like the things they would you know, commercials in the eighties, you know, like where they're telling you not to stay away from drugs. Like strangers will offer you drugs. That's kind of the way it was. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys the people from Kevin are trying to get us high <laughs> so yeah it was, it was actually really cool but to answer your question like yeah we'll play with punk bands we'll play with death metal bands thrash bands doom festivals you know it's it's pretty weird but it's, yeah as far as bills and stuff um yeah mixed genre shows I feel like in the 90s when we first started playing music and other bands and stuff that was very very common around here mm -hmm. but i feel like right now in the midwest anyway i feel like people don't have the like i don't know not the patience but like i don't know it's like their attention spans really short or something you know they can only do like we play hardcore shows like not like 80s hardcore but like the new hardcore stuff like the kind of breakdown stuff mm -hmm. yeah and um so uh we played on some of those shows and the kids really give us odd looks because <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, it, it's it is it's bizarre like we stick out so bad but um but i mean we've got enough of that kind of thing going on to where some of them can kind of get their you know hooks into it a little bit you know mm. we have a few songs that kind of have that i'd call it more of the 80s thrash breakdowns but you know <laughs> <laughs> kind of where kind of where they came from or whatever but you know i'm not trying to talk shit but but you know what i mean um there is there seems to be more of a like like you say people tend to want to just have 15 or 20 minutes of one sound and then they're done yeah um, you know, that, that's, it's just weird. And, but then like, you know, we'll play and then everybody's like, looks at us weird. So it, <laughs> it has been a, it's, it has been a struggle to, um, to really, people don't know what to think, I guess. Like, what are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get that quite, we get that a lot, you know, so. That's a we'll good thing. answer. <laughs> Yeah. Usually we just say we're grave huffer, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> so I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to tell them, but 
Um, I mean, there are some of the older, you know, like the older people get it, but the, the kids are, they're a little like, they don't really quite know what to make of us. Depending on who we're playing with, we can adjust our set some to kind of not cater to, but to how, I don't know, make more sense for people, I guess, if that, you know, yeah. like when we played the Doomfest, we purposely played some of our slower songs instead of like playing like a bunch of minute and a half hardcore punk stuff you know mm-hmm. i mean we could have we did have a couple of those in there we just try to mix it up i guess more than anything when things start getting back to normal again if they ever do mm-hmm. um is there any yeah. any chance of you guys coming towards new york to play actually yeah we're booked um next summer in new jersey yeah. um new, uh, it's, it's a new jersey metal fest mm. i think it's new jersey metal fest seven huh. i think we're at that um, I'll have to, let me see if I can look that up real quick. I'm on the phone here. So, but it's, um, it's, um, what's radio station? Cranium radio. Oh, cool. And the DJ is, the DJ's name is Jerry JD. Is his name? We know JD. We know all those guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, it's his fest that he puts on in the summer. Oh, okay. That's awesome. And, yeah, so we're 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 playing that next year. So we'll definitely be in the area. Hmm. And we're hoping to play uh, Maryland Doomfest next year also, but I think I don't know if that's going to be in the summer or not. Um we're still trying to like <laughs> get some kind of like itinerary, you know, cuz we're we've only got a few dates here and there, so we're trying to get like more of some solid kind of confirmations on other stuff around them because we usually only go out for three or four nights yeah at a time um you know with everybody working day jobs and all that stuff it's hard to like quote unquote tour so we try to just do these little ninja runs on you know three or four days to you know get our shows out there yeah yeah, that makes sense what what is your day job by the way well, um, it's funny. Myself and our bass player both work in the same office. Um, we work for Missouri Southern State University mm. here in Joplin, mm-hmm. and um, we work in the mailroom slash print shop. Mm. So, which is kind of cool because, like, when we sell merch, <laughs> we already have we're already in the mailroom when we go to work. Oh, nice! So nice. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, like yesterday, I mailed out sixty dollars worth of shit, and um, like you know. So I'm, I'm, I do all the printing. He does pretty much all the mail. Nice. And so I, I print flyers. You know, I get to print flyers and, you know, posters and stuff like that for shows. And, you know, I print posters for, for the band to sell at shows and stuff like that. Because we got color and black and white printing. I'll do booklets and stuff. And it, it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it behooves the band really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Speaking of booklets, did you do the, we wanted to ask you about the art book. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, I did that at work. (laughs) Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. How did, yeah, it really turned out. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, I was just going to ask what, what inspired that? Like there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. Well, that basically what that is, is just art from all of the different pieces of merchandise we've had, like from stickers to shirts, album covers. I tried to put like, like a caption at the bottom that somewhat explained where the art was from and then who did the art. Mm -hmm. And so we just tried to put it in like a chronological order of when the art was 
produced. And so um, there's this guy, Carl Dahmer, that's done a lot of our stuff. He lives north of us in Kansas City, about two and a half hours north. And yes, he is related to Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) 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 I I don't know how, but it's something with his dad, some kind of like third second or third cousin or something crazy but um but yeah he he's a great artist and he also does like uh vocals in a black metal band here in town and um i mean the, the dude's just awesome that's cool. um trying to yeah so that was kind of our singer was the one that actually came up with the uh idea for that he's like you know we ought to do an art book um, I can't remember. He was saying some other band had done that in the 80s, some band he liked. I can't remember who. And I was like, man, that is really cool. I'll see if I can't put that together. And so, so yeah, I just got on my computer at work and, and put it together, and it turned out really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, Carl's the one that did the demon face character, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. He did the demon face art. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It was kind of cool because Carl was like, he knew all about Edward Mordrake. <laughs> oh, nice. So so he was like really excited to do it. It was really neat. That's cool. That's cool. And it makes yeah. it it makes a good shirt too for anyone listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we uh, decided to go ahead and do shirts for each side of the seven inch. So yeah. and they've been selling pretty well. Some nice glow in the dark shirts. All right, you yep. don't have to rub it in my face. You have your sugar, and I didn't get one. <laughs> the only one of you got a shirt. Well, you don't have smalls. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I got you. Oh, hey, I found out where that metal fest is in New Jersey. Okay. It's in, it's in Teaneck, New Jersey. Okay. Not sure where that is. At the Debonair Music Hall. Huh. I don't know either. It's on yeah, Teaneck, New Jersey. I'm not sure where that is. I was at a couple of metal fests in New Jersey years ago at um in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. But I, okay, I don't, I don't, and that was fun. But um, I don't know where this yeah. place is. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's right by Hackensack. Looks like. Huh. All right, we're gonna have to yeah. put that yeah. on our calendar as a possible. So Rochester is that is that more upstate or? Yeah. Yep. We're okay. We're bo- okay. Do you know New York at all? A little. Oh, I know where Rochester. You're yeah. you're on like you're right off the lake. Then. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're like right in okay. the middle of Syracuse and Buffalo. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I know exactly where that is. We played um, in that previous band I was in, in the crust punk band. We played uh, New York City, mm. and uh, we played Albany, mm-hmm. and then we went and played Toronto after that. I think so. So yeah, New York was was rad. We played at this club called ABC No Rio. It was like this old punk club. I don't even know if it's around, but hmm. it was uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> How was Toronto? Toronto was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I was there. Jeez, um, I don't know, thirty, probably thirty. Yeah, more than thirty years ago. Thirty-three years ago. Oh. And I, I really oh, liked wow. it. Yeah, I was I was like fifteen. Um, and oh I, wow! I really liked it. But uh, so since then, I I got a DWI, and they don't like to let me go uh, into Canada anymore. But I'd love to go to Toronto. Man, just for one. I know, right? Infraction. And it, one it, infraction. And it was it was like when I was nineteen, so it was a million years ago. 
Wow. They just yeah, you think forget. that would be a, um, what do they call it, expunged right. by now? Right. You know? It's, that's crazy. Usually it's only like seven years or something. Yeah. I hear that I can ask for a pardon from the queen. Uh, <laughs> I haven't gone to that. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. That's probably the funniest thing I've heard all day. And he has to pay like a large sum of money every time he goes over the border too. Yeah. On top of the pardon. Yeah. 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 Oh my. So you have to pay. So you have to ask for a pardon and then pay yeah. all this money. Yeah. It's extortion. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's ridiculous <laughs> wow oh man that's funny so if if grave Huffer could tour with any band of your choice who, mm. who would that be oh man it's funny we get asked this a lot and our, our answer it's like different every time. I think it just depends on what we're into yeah. at the moment. Um, uh, and then like who's around? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Napalm Death right now. Oh, nice. That's who I'm gonna say. I think that they're kind of like kind of have that similar vi- like vibe. You know, I mean they're like more chaotic than we are, but I think like you know getting along belief systems all that stuff we would probably be we would probably like be cool together to, to hang out and all that yeah uh, death and voivod you know voivod would be another really cool one and then chewy could you know guest yeah that's cool solo <laughs> you know that'd be perfect <laughs> so, yeah i mean that that would be i mean i think napalm death and voivod did a tour what was it six seven years ago it was like the space grind tour or something like that. That's yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and um, they played here, not here, but it was like three hours north. And I don't know why I didn't go. <laughs> I'm kicking myself for it. A friend of mine went that lives in that town, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, it was fucking amazing." And so, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that would probably be it. Uh, Napalm Death and Boyvod. So um, I wanted to ask you about your cover of Into the Crypts of Rays, which you did yes. a fucking great job on. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, and that, what you just said reminded me of, so first I'm going to ask you, is it, and we ask a lot of people this, um, is it Celtic mm-hmm. or Celtic? Oh, man. We were just <laughs> talking about this the other day. <laughs> That's so funny. I want it to be Celtic. Celtic. Yeah, me too. I say Celtic. I say Celtic. I mean, it's. I get it. Yeah, I, it seems Go like ahead. it seems like nowadays everyone's saying Celtic, but I always said Celtic, like growing up, you know. <sighs> well, see, Tom's Tom Ware says Celtic. Right, right. I mean, I, yeah, I've heard him say it that way, but I think it just depends on where you're from. Yeah. In the world, you know. I mean. I remember when, um, again, when we were touring with Initial Detonation in the 90s, late 90s, we were playing house parties and we were playing whatever, and all the crust punks liked to call them Celtic. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was weird. <laughs> and that was, it was funny because that was like the first time I'd heard of people really adamantly calling them Celtic Frost. It's Celtic Frost, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I don't really care, you know? <laughs> you know I, 
I was like, well, I've always heard it this way, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, was, it was it was all in good fun, of course. But uh, but yeah, a lot of people were like, it's Celtic Frost, and so yeah. So yeah, um, I know our bass player Mike. He says Celtic too, so he's like, fuck, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's Celtic. It's Celtic Frost, man. It's been Celtic Frost since '82 or whenever I first got into them. '83. Right. right. Yeah. So. When you mentioned Missing Voivod and If I'm Death, it reminded me. Celtic Frost came here, like, uh, right before they disbanded. And, um... Oh, man. I, we could have gone, and I was just, like, lazy about <laughs> it, and I just, I didn't go, and it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. Never again. Nope. I would, And it was nope. a, at a really, really small, like, really small venue. Probably, like, you could fit, like, I don't know, 150 people in their max. Yeah. So it would have been oh, like... Oh, gosh. Yeah. That would have been... That would have been awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I kicked myself for not going wow. to that. Dude, there's been so many shows that I'm like, why did I not go? You know, and I don't I don't know. I don't ever get it. I'm like, why? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You just never know, I guess. You know, yeah. whatever life gets in the way. Yeah. You know, it just... Stuff happens, but... But, yeah. Um, golly, man. Because that was when Monotheist came out and... I actually like that record. Yeah. yeah. I you know, I know some people were like, oh, it's not really Celtic or Celtic Frost or whatever. And like, oh, I don't know, dude. I think it sounds just, I don't know. That was just close like enough, a logical, right? Yeah, it was a logical progression. Enough yeah. time had passed. Yeah. You know, but Trypticon's badass too, though. Yeah. I do like them. Yeah. Yeah, I I like them too. They're, they're different. But cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's pretty different. As long as they don't put out uh, another cold lake, then we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that SOD song, <laughs> uh, Celtic Frosted Flakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Celtic Frost? <laughs> Martin ain't drown in a cold lake. <laughs> That's, oh, my God. <laughs> SOD. Those guys. Yeah. Uh, so... Is you have a video for Shut Up and Skate? Yes. Yeah. Is that your only video? Uh, we've got quite a few, actually. Um, you should check out Kill for Sport. Okay. That that's an animated video. Oh, um, cool. Our bass player and a friend of his. Our bass player, like he he um, animated it on this like computer, like it's like a drawing pad, and but you would draw on it like you would like you know pencil and paper. Mm-hmm but it would go onto the computer screen. I don't know what they call it, but that's how he put that together. It took him like a month to do. Um, it was full on like doing a cartoon basically. Huh. And um, it was pretty cool. I, that's definitely the one we're most proud of. Um, but yeah, Shut Up and Skate was a bunch of like Mike's old skate pictures from the 80s. And then... It's pretty much local skaters mm-hmm. or skaters we grew up skating with. Mm-hmm. And we just basically just asked them for permission to use their footage. And just and if they said yes, we gave them a t-shirt. And so that's kind of how that got put together. There's a lot of Instagram videos and stuff. And we just put it together on the, on the computer. And, and um, we tried to just get every everybody we could. But, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. 
That's cool. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, Destroyer of Worlds has a video, too. We had kind of a hard time with that because it kept getting flagged on YouTube because of the Godzilla footage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, YouTube. I can't remember. Yeah, so, so yeah, um, it, I mean, it's still up there. We had to change it a lot. We had to put a lot more of the uh, atomic bomb tests and stuff in there, but because um, that's basically, I mean, it's basically about Robert Oppenheimer, the guy that like invented the technology for the atomic bomb, mm-hmm. and kind of how he, it's basically, you know, how he felt about, you know, how it was used. So, um, you know, we weren't trying to be political or anything, just trying to make people think, but, um, but yeah, and I'm trying to think. I think that may be the only like actual videos we have. I mean, we've got some other like visualizers or whatever they call them these days. Mm-hmm. Um, that has like like demon face. It's it's kind of cool the way the guy did it. You know, it's got the demon face art. And he put different colors in it, and uh, but yeah, nothing like substantial. But yeah, Kill for Sports, the run we're real proud of. So if you guys want to check that out, I yeah. think you'll. I think it, it's, um, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd let like, kids watch it or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of uh, graphic, All right. so, but it, it's graphic in a funny way. Well, let's check out Kill for Sport now, and while we're listening, you should go look at the video.
Did I read somewhere or see somewhere that you have you have four kids? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, is a lot of kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got um, four. They're all boys. Oh my and, goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my oldest one um, just turned seventeen, and then I got a middle child. He just turned thirteen, and I've got twins, and they just turned nine. Oh yeah, wow! My, my, yeah. My house is a busy one. <laughs> so you must have a very supportive wife that lets you go on tour for five days at a time. Yeah, actually. Um, it's cool because, like, her dad plays drums, and he was in a band called the <laughs> the Sodomites. <laughs> <laughs> Christian band? And What's that? A Christian band? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They actually got protested by uh, Christian Church at one of their shows here in town. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. But yeah, they were like just total like mm, not Gigi Allen, but kind of you know just like really like sloppy punk, but real catchy. Nice. You know? Kind of like the kind of like the early Gigi Allen. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, really, I mean, it's awesome stuff. But uh, um. So yeah, he played drums for them, and before that, he played drums like with his with his dad. Um, just he was in a musicians guild actually, and so he would just show up. And he knew how to read music, and the dude's just an incredible, probably the best drummer in, in town for sure. Um, so yeah, my wife totally, you know, she grew up in a musical household, so that that's helped our relationship quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it really is. I-, I wanted to ask about the solar guitars. Oh yeah, sure. Those look fucking amazing. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, those are really cool. Um, I don't know if you know who Ola England is. No, but um, no, he plays guitar for. I think he was. I think he was in the Haunted. Okay. I think. Okay. So yeah, he, he's. Um, they're from Sweden and, um, yeah, he's a real big, tall dude, (laughs) but but yeah, he's really, really cool. Real funny guy. Um, yeah. Solar guitars. I think he's done like a really, really cool job of making a cool looking guitar. That's quality that plays nice, but that's also, you know, still within the price range that musicians can afford. Mm Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, you know, I mean, everybody knows we don't get, we don't do this for the money. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, you're, you get that, you know, sometimes you'll get the, the, uh, the label or the support from someone that can financially back you. But a lot of the times you're just doing it on your own or in conjunction with, you know, a, a label, but but yeah, so they get the nice guitars in the hands of the musicians that that use them. They uh, offer like endorsements for for artists, and you have to meet certain criteria. But it's not anything unattainable. Like you know, we've got an endorsement with them, and we're nothing like huge or anything at all. So 
So, yeah, um, it was really cool when I got the email saying welcome to the family because I was like, yo, my God. You know? <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, that's fucking cool. Like, yeah. Really? I mean, it's like a, you know, dream come true kind of thing. I mean, I remember, like, thinking about that stuff as a kid, you know, having my own guitar or whatever. I mean, it's not like my own custom thing, but, um, you know, we get, like, a good price break on, on, on instruments and stuff. So, and, you know, all you got to do basically is um, help promote them and um, they help promote you and put you on their website. And um, I think you may have to purchase so many, like, instruments within so many years or something. I can't remember what the deal is, but mm-hmm. I've bought, like, three and I think I'm good. So, nice. <laughs> so I, th- I, think I've, I think I've met my quota for, for a while. <laughs> but uh, but I mean the you know the instruments are set at such a fair price and your discounts decent enough to where there's no excuse, man. You know you need all the tools you can get. So and if they look cool, that's a bonus. So <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, yeah. And then um, yeah, we've got a, uh, quite a few endorsements actually that are that have uh, helped us out a lot. Um, our amp company is uh, Custom Audio Mutation out of um, Akron, Ohio. And the guy that builds those was, um, his name's Coran Murphy, and he was actually in um, Annihilator and Nevermore. Oh, wow. Um, for, I think he, I think he just toured with Nevermore. Mm-hmm. And then I think he's on an Annihilator album, maybe like a live album. But uh, he's a super nice guy, and his amps are just incredible. And, and another thing, you know, it's like the endorsements. People think it's free shit, and it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still got to buy your, <laughs> you still got to buy your stuff, but they they give you artist friendly prices and stuff. So, but yeah, dude, we've got quite a few, and it's it's been a lot of fun networking with these different companies and us helping them and them helping us, and it's like scratch, you know, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you know. And I think that's kind of the way a lot of these smaller companies are are going for now. Yeah. I think they realize that, you know, if you're bit, you know, got a presence on social media and and things like that, and you know, of course, you got to play shows and put music out and stuff too. But, but yeah, I think they realize that, <clears throat> you know, if the bands want to put the time in to help them out, that they'll help you know do the same for you. Yeah, that's cool. They look really nice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, they they come out with like new ones like every month and i'm like oh my god (laughs) but i'm like i've already got three i need to stop right now (laughs) (laughs) so we saw to change subjects um we saw you posted a picture of your orange uh hollowates vinyl i think oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um yep yep which is pretty cool looking but um what right right what generic question what what is your favorite slayer record would it be Hellawaits or no? Oh man, um, no, probably not Hellawaits. I mean, I love Hellawaits, but <clears throat> it's funny. I like each each. There's like probably four or five Slayer records that I just love, mm-hmm. but they're for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like Seasons in the Abyss is by far my favorite guitar-oriented Slayer record. Mm-hmm. Um. And then South of, he- South of Heaven is definitely my favorite Dave Lombardo drum record. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fills and stuff he does on that album are just the best to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rain and Blood, of course, is one of the ones where you just play it a couple times because it's uh, 
you know, 29 minutes and it just doesn't let, let up, you know? Right. Um, uh, I guess I'll have to go with Seasons of the Abyss because that's probably the one where I was like full in on Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Slayer took me longer to get into than some of the other bands. For, I don't know why. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, South of Heaven was... <laughs> I was a little late to the Slayer party. And South of Heaven was the first one I got, like heard. Yeah. And then Seasons came out and I got it. And I was like, ah, that's it. And then I went back and got the other <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I, I've done that with a lot of bands too. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Like Suffocation, for example. Um, everyone yeah. talks about their early stuff, the Human Waste EP and all that. And like, right. I, I got into them um, for uh, Pierce from Within was my introduction to them. Mm. And that's oh, my man. favorite. But like, everyone, yeah. everyone like talks about Breeding the Spawn or, you know, the early stuff, Effigy. Right. Yeah, Effigy. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, I, yeah, that's I so. It, that is weird that um, it's usually your first exposure. Typically, I don't know. It is kind of weird though, and it, it it does. It seems to be like a three or four album in kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I I was like that with like Metallica or whatever. You know, Master yeah. of Puppets was the first one I heard. You know, I think Battery first yeah. song. I was like, fuck, what the fuck is this? You know, yeah. so. Got you know, got that and went back, and then Justice came out, and you know, whatever. But so yeah, totally, totally understand. Yeah, yeah. I actually, they came through here for that tour, and um, I saw them at a local venue, and it was like on a Sunday, and <laughs> yeah. they, there was maybe eight or nine people there, and. They played like wow. They played like there was a thousand people there, and they they like instantly became a fan. That you know they like they put their all into it, and it was it was really cool. I always like when That's a band awesome. does that for you know they'll play the same for if it's you know a, a thousand people or five people they play the same. I I really respect that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're there to play, man, and it's like cause, yeah, we've been there too. It's like we'll come. And we're playing to the guy that owns the bar, the bartender, yeah. and like the other <laughs> the other bands, you know. And sometimes the other bands even even bounce. Yeah. So you know, it's just <laughs> so we're just up there playing, and you know, sometimes we'll engage the two or three people that are there <laughs> and <laughs> and talk to them, and you know, like from the stage, and and you get a rapport going, and you can just have a good time regardless. So. That's cool. Yeah, I know, like, um, yeah, like, uh, I forgot who we were talking to, but uh, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but, uh, so, like, mm-hmm. Manowar is kind of from this area, like, oh, okay, about an hour and a half away. And, um, there was okay. story, there were <clears throat> stories about them. They would, like, you know, pull up to a venue, and if there wasn't enough people there to their satisfaction, they would refuse to play and just leave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my god! Would they would they leave on their motorcycles? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Isn't that a thing with them? Like you have to be like in the motorcycles to be in the band or something. Or? I, I think, and you have to you have to wear a loincloth and loincloth. Yeah. yeah, and you have yeah. you have to have yeah. a plastic sword and <laughs> plenty of baby oil. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, because you got to look yeah like yeah. like glistening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny you mentioned swords. 
<laughs> okay, I got a funny story. I got a funny story for you. All right. So we're playing a show here in town, and we we're setting up to play, and we're getting ready to play, and I see a few people, and they have like these fucking shields, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and um, and then uh, I start seeing more people, and they have like clubs and foam swords, and like there's probably twenty five or thirty people. With like these LARP weapons or whatever, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so we start playing, and it's like full on freaking medieval like sword fight shit, like the whole time we're playing. <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit, man! This is crazy! What the hell? What's happening?" You know, and like people had like it was it was nuts. Like the other another band played after they were done, and I was like, "Fuck it! I'm gonna, I'm getting in on this. And I got I got a blood." I got a bloody nose. And it was great. <laughs> I mean, it was, I just, it was so cool. <laughs> I mean, it, it happened the whole show. It was three bands and everybody's sword fighting the whole time. It was crazy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was pretty cool. People had like painted their clubs and shields and swords with like pentagrams and the band names. And it was, it was hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, favorite like venues around missouri to play at well the one here in town that we really like is called blackthorn mm -hmm. and um they <clears throat> they have like two stages they have one really small like more intimate kind of like for karaoke and acoustic shows or open mic nights and stuff like that and then they have another stage on the other side of the venue that's like a raised stage and it's got the lights and the big pa and everything it holds probably about 200 people and um, that's that place is awesome. It's been around since 2005, 2006, something like that. Um, and they just remodeled it, and man, it, it's really cool. We're gonna play there in August. Um, we usually try to play there twice a year because they they treat us really good. You get you know all the bands get free pizza, you get like dollar beers and. And they pay a hundred percent of the door. I mean, nice. dude, yeah. And that you get plenty of space to set up your merchandise. And That's I mean, cool. <clears throat> of course, you get to keep all you, know, you get to keep all your merch money. I keep hearing about these venues that like take money from <laughs> merch sales, and I'm like, holy shit! I didn't know that was a thing, but yeah. I, guess, I guess it is. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that you know? either. That's yeah. That's like, bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what promoter you're using, but I would suggest not. Right. Yeah, that sounds shitty as hell. <laughs> yeah, I've seriously, I've heard of venues taking part of merch sales. I'm like, how? how? I mean, dude, why would you even sign that contract? They need to be ran out of town. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. But um, yeah, that Blackthorns one, uh, Springfield, Missouri is like an hour away. Uh, there's a place called Outland Bar, um, an Outland Ballroom. It's like, and then front of house lounge. There's like three venues in this place. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, we've played there, gosh, I don't know, a bunch of times. Uh, they've been around for man, a long time. Like Cannibal Corpse has played there. Uh, there's been a lot of big bands that have went through there. Um, Lawrence, Kansas. It's about three hours north of us. Um, They've got quite a few cool places. There's a place there called the Bottleneck. Um, we we played there. We played there a handful of times. 
Um, gosh, I remember seeing Cannibal Corpse there too. Hmm. Uh, I remember seeing Opeth there one time. Hmm. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because it's not a real big place. But um, but yeah, that's a cool place. There, there's a lot of really cool venues around here. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, Northwest Arkansas has a really cool scene. Um, there's like four cities that are just right next to each other. That's where the University of Arkansas is. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's weird. It's like one big city, basically. Uh, but there's tons of venues down there. And then uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas is a little further south. It's only a couple hours. But we're in a good location because Tulsa is only an hour and a half away. And there's a shitload of venues there. Um, there's a place called the Vanguard we play. Uh, it's like right by Kane's Ballroom where the sex pit was played. Um, but yeah, dude, there's there's so many cool places. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on and on, but but um, being where we're at is definitely um, we're in a prime location. That's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, right. I saw Joplin's <laughs> not very populated, right? I was wondering what the scene was like as far as venues. And- yeah. Yeah, it's. I think there's about fifty thousand plus here. So yeah, it's not a real big city, mm. but um, it's kind of weird because there's a lot of smaller towns like right next to us. Mm. So um, I'd say, or supposedly, there's anywhere from two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand people in Joplin at any time during the day. Mm. I mean, traffic's kind of nuts, really. <laughs> it's like, wow. what the hell? Why is there so many? Like. <laughs> You know, it, some like coming home from work sucks, <laughs> and you're like, "This is a this this is a city with fifty thousand people, but it takes me half hour to get home." <laughs> you know, I, it's it's only like seven miles away, but but yeah, it's, it it gets kind of nutty. But the scene's really it's not too bad, man. It's really um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of um, Acid Witch? Yeah. They're from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, we were supposed they were supposed to play here at Black Dorm with us on uh, June third, but the whole COVID thing they had mm-hmm. to cancel. Mm-hmm. Them and a band called uh, Primitive Man. They're from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That got sucked. <laughs> we were like really stoked to play that. Are are things starting to open up there again or not yet? Yeah, uh, the governor actually opened things up in May. Um that's when Things started to open up, but restaurants didn't open up till the first of this month. Mm. But uh, the bars and the venues and stuff are finally, yeah, they're open now. Mm, that's uh, cool. They're still, I think they're still having the social distancing. They're still having to, you know, enforce that. But mm-hmm. but other than that, yeah, I'm kind of curious how shows are going to be though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we're going to wait. You know, I'm kind of curious how they're going to manage that. But how we're going to wait till August. <laughs> how can they manage that? I, I don't see Yeah, no, I'm like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't know, man. Like, a bunch of people moshing with the uh, masks on, I guess. Hell, All right. we'll, we'll, we've got, we, we had some masks made. We'll just give them to them. Here, nice. have a grave over
What's up, everyone? This is Richie from Grave Huffer. You're listening to the Grim Dystopian Podcast. Crank it loud. I can give you what you want. I can give you what you need. Laughing, crying, devil twin. Malevolent, malignancy. Creeping every time you laugh. Laughing every time you weep. Whispering these things from hell To you when you try to sleep Mortuary. Your life is now a living hell That if your head is where I dwell You'll never get away from me Secluded in your lonely cell Tormented, tortured, desperate soul Satanic blood to form a tear Try as your light you'll never shed the demon face of Constantine Now it's born and it's Constantine Get evil darkness and tea Protect the cry I'm going to bleed Remove the chains of century The beast that is my devil's win Will always live within my skin But you don't feel my parasite Is this the same I want to die? Your life I long to bring For first amendment suffering Burning hatred all I know Descending into lunacy Got demonic gibberish Violent hateful rhetoric My torture from your misery To see you suffer grants my wish 
portrait Draw disgusting wishes you The humor of an angry god There is no light, there is no hope Devoid of love, devoid of God Portrait! Win but you can never win When I'll keep you in your place Yes, I am the devil's win And you can call me Demon Thief And it's a misery and woe Take the beat, I'll never know I cannot tolerate this pain it's worth it, cause it's too much peace I end my life at 23 And Dr. Zoe embraces me I leave the world with my request Turn off my face, away my grits Take a break to check out two songs there out of respect for Edward Mordrick's two faces. We had to play two songs, one for each face. First, we heard Circle of Blood, and then we heard Mr. Mordrick's favorite song, Demon Face. So, I, I have a question for you about uh, this, okay. is, this is a random question. Um, okay. Do you think. That married people really live longer than single people, or does it just seem longer? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I wonder, do we know, do you know what the statistic is? Or I'm not sure. I was just trying to be You're honest. You're not sure? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I, um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I think maybe, to be honest, dude, I feel like since I've been married, like my wife and I have been married almost 20 years now. Mm. And um, it's, dude, it's been almost half my life. It's been over half her life. Mm-hmm. She's five years younger than I am. And uh, we were both talking the other day, like, 
it feels like our lives have just flown by yeah since we've been married like dude it's like i'm thinking from the time i was born until we got married (laughs) and then from when we got married to now yeah it's like really it went by way faster it's like it feels like my childhood and my high school years and first moving out like was a fucking lifetime ago. Oh uh, yeah, you know. And yeah. but and it seemed like it went by so slow. Right. And so, but now you know, now that we're married, we're like, you know, we got four kids. One's a senior in high school, and it's, you know, it's fucking crazy, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I um, yeah, time flies, dude. I think time flies. Yeah. When does. you're when you're married, yeah. I think part of it of course is having a you know good marriage or a shit marriage or whatever yeah. <laughs> you know i'm i mean my wife and i have a have a really good marriage and we've had to work at it i mean i feel like if you don't work at it then why even you know yeah <laughs> I mean, you probably there's probably problems there that you don't have any right. idea about you can't right. you can't get along with people for that long and not have issues all right all right so so yeah yeah what do you mean, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess. So am I speaking with a husband and wife? Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> very happily okay. married, though. We're very okay. happily married. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I tried good. to look and up. I tried to look up some quick statistics, and according to CBS oh, News. Marriage uh-huh. seems to help men live longer, but not women. Huh. In fact, Uh-oh. single women tend to live longer than married women. <laughs> hmm. Whoa. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> this just got awkward. <laughs> yeah, I know, didn't it? That's hilarious. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't wait to tell my wife. <laughs> Shit's gonna have to change, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is all there is to it. <laughs> so I got I got another so How long have you sorry, go ahead. Okay. No go ahead. I was just, I was gonna ask how long how long have you guys been married? We've been at it for fourteen years. Together sixteen. 14. Yeah. Together sixteen. Oh nice. Married fourteen. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. See, my wife and I, we got married in 2001, nice. so it's been nine. Well, it'll be 19 years this August. Very we've cool. been together since 2000. Yeah, so, so yeah, we've been together over 20. That's cool. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, and congratulations to you too. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's a good thing, man. I mean, dude, I know so many people that can't or won't do it or well i mean it's their choice obviously you know some people just aren't cut out for it or, or whatever and they just they have other things in life that they're like oh i'm married to music or my art or you know whatever the case is and that's great but i think it's really cool when people you know get married and and they work through any issues they have and form that strong bond and i think it's great man awesome yeah it, and you nailed it. Like, it does take work. It's not easy. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, just hanging, I'm just here, man. I'm just hanging out. You know? I'm just waiting I'm just to die. for the... Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, yeah. Okay. 
That's you know what? That's going to be my answer from now on. <laughs> that's just my approach to life. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting to die. Yeah. I don't know about you. It's hard to argue with that one, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Did you watch Gilligan's Island as a kid? Uh, yes. You did? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if they were just going on a three-hour tour when they got lost, uh-huh. how come Ginger <laughs> had so many outfits? You know? It's bullshit, right? That's a, uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> dude, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Either that or Ginger may have had other plans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Seriously. Yeah, she may have had other plans. I don't know what, but... I mean, I don't know. Unless she was a damn good seamstress and could just make shit. (laughs) Who knows, man? Maybe she had her sewing kit with her. She might have, yeah. (laughs) She could have. You know, maybe... I don't know. There's there's like some deep, dark secrets about that show that we just don't know. (laughs) Agreed. <laughs> it's funny, our bass player, you know, he, he talks, we talk about, like, watching Gilligan's Island and Andy Griffith and all those old shows and how, like, you don't really see, there aren't shows like that too much anymore. No. You know? Definitely not. It, <laughs> it just, the, the stuff doesn't have, tend to have staying power as much as it did back then. No, that's very true. So what's next for, we know the, the record is coming out hopefully sooner than later. Mm-hmm. What What's next yeah, for, yeah. for Gravehoffer? Well, I think it's kind of a, it's just such a weird time right now. Mm-hmm. I know we've kind of alluded to this and discussed it a little bit throughout the interview, but, um, you know, playing shows and stuff with all the COVID-19 uh, restrictions and, and things, but yeah, we definitely want to get back to playing shows again. Um, we're going to, like I said, give it a try here 1st of August. Um, we're just going to do like us and a couple of other bands from the area and just see how it goes <clears throat> and uh, kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. But we definitely have some stuff booked for next year. Um, we're playing in Canada. We're playing in New Jersey. Uh, Maryland Doomfest, possibly. Um, oh, you got to rub it I in that you can get into Canada, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a pardon. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm going to have to talk that... to the queen. <laughs> yep. Hey, these assholes from this band think they can just get in there, and I can't. What's going on? To be fair. I'm not trying to get into Toronto. We're going to British Columbia. So. All right. That's cool. So, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, different there or what. But, but, no, we're playing this festival up there. It's called Sludge in the Swamp. Oh, cool. And Deglo... Yeah. Um, Deg- Have you ever heard of Deglo Abortion? Of course. Yeah, okay. It's, it's with them. Very cool. Yeah. So, we're, we're, like, our bass player really likes them. So, he's, like... <laughs> way excited yeah. i mean i am too of course but, but yeah they're they're headlining and, and uh, there's gonna be year of the cobras playing i don't know if you've heard of them or not yeah yeah um yeah yeah i think they're playing um I'm trying to think who else but but yeah that that's coming up um next 
I think about a year from now, actually, next summer. That's like cool. Like in June or something. But yeah, uh, a guy that has this station called Broken Neck Radio, mm-hmm. um, he, he's the one that, that puts that on. <clears throat> and we're going to probably, I mean, we're obviously going to have to play a couple shows on the way, so I'm sure we'll be hitting Colorado and maybe Idaho and maybe something in Washington. I'm not, not sure, but, but we'll probably be gone four or five days for that. And then um, the New Jersey Metal Fest and then Maryland Doom Fest and that's the only things we've really got confirmed, but of course the record will come out in January and then hopefully things will start ramping up. But um, we're going to be finished recording, actually. The, the new record will be, will be finished with it uh, next week. Awesome. Um, we're going to finish, yeah, we're finishing vocals on Monday and then we'll start mixing it uh, next week and we're just, we're doing it all ourselves. Um, our bass player, Mike, has a studio like at the, third floor of his house is all like recording gear mm-hmm. and he's it's stuff he's been like putting together for the last four or five years i mean we got this old like panasonic ramza um analog mixing board that we're we're running through to kind of give it a little warmer sound yeah that's cool uh, yeah you know trying to trying not to overproduce it you know we're still we still want it to sound like a band yeah. <laughs> playing and not like triggers and stuff like that which you know nothing wrong with that but that's just you know i don't know i don't feel like we just none of us feel like that's what we're about yeah we try to keep it more of that organic kind of sound but yeah it's got 12 songs on it about 45 minutes worth of material and then tommy's gonna start uh, putting all the stuff together for it as far as like the art and the packaging and getting the vinyl mastered that's gonna start next month and uh we'll probably start I'd say in September, maybe October, we'll start releasing a, a new song or two for people to listen to, you know, in podcasts and um, radio and stuff like that. So, so yeah, and then we'll start doing more interviews and all that stuff. So it's, it's going to be a pretty busy uh, fall and winter for sure, you know, prepping for the release. Mm. But like I said, man, next, next year we hope to really start playing a lot of shows again. Because the year before, or last year, I guess, we played probably about 50 shows. And so we um, we definitely like to get out there and do our thing. So hopefully we'll play some more stuff with uh, Tommy's band, too. So mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens. Do you guys... Um, are you in Rochester? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Are there, are there cool venues there? Yeah, we have we have a few. We have a really cool scene here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's like um, I think Rochester's like two hundred and twenty-ish, fifteen thousand people. But for there's mm-hmm. a really great scene for between here. Yeah. Oh, cool. Here in Buffalo, nice. Sarah, like upstate New York, it's is really an amazing scene. Yeah, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> there's a DJ for the station called Metal Devastation Radio. He lives in upstate. Um, there's a couple other DJs that live not quite upstate, but they live in a, what the fuck's it called? Schnectedy? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Schnectedy? I don't know yeah. how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Schnectedy and Stillwell and that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then Albany, kind of all in that general area. But, um, but yeah, they, um, they're always talking about trying to get us up in there too. So I think, is that a little further South from you guys? Uh, that is, yeah. South or West or East. South or West. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's yeah. East. 
The other way, east. Oh, is it east? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the other way. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean, we'll probably be. I can't. I can't imagine. Will not be headed that way next year. So, I mean, hopefully, we can definitely you know hook something up for sure. So, we'd love. Yeah. We'd love for oh, you guys I, to come here. But on, yeah. on a side note, um, we did plan on going to the Doom Fest. So if you play there, then we'll see you there. Yes. Oh, the Maryland Invest? Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you know any do you know JB that puts it on or No. We kind of uh no. we kind of got introduced to it. I mean, we've heard of it, but uh yeah. we, from talking to Tommy is really why we decided we wanted to go. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's Black, you know, Black Doomba is one of the main uh, sponsors. Yeah. When we submitted to play it, um, we told JB, the guy that puts it on, uh, you know, we're on Black Doomba. And he's like, well, he goes, that's a good end for you right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> like he already put us, like he put us on the reserve list for this year's fest and next year. Nice. So we'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's in um, Frederick, Maryland or yeah. something. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, that's, that's right. that, but, but um, there's a guy that lives there. His name is Andrew Balderson. He's uh, got this. Um, it's a Facebook page, and he also does compilations called Unsigned, Not Unheard. Mm-hmm. And um, he does a lot of cool stuff for us too. And um, he's a, he's involved in that Doomfest somehow as well. Like he's gotten a couple bands from his uh, area to play there. So I just think it's really cool that everybody can um, help each other out and, and using social media for good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I think it's great that um, the bands like to, you know, some bands anyway, like to network and help each other out. When I think of uh, metal bands from Missouri, I think of mm-hmm. Banshee, Time Ghoul, if you've heard of them. I think early Angel no. Corpse. No? You should check out oh, Time Angel Ghoul. Corpse, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, Angel Corpse, yeah, Kansas City. Early on, but, I think, right? Yep, mm-hmm. Um, now, you said who? Uh, ba- Banshee? Yeah, Banshee was an old heavy metal band. Okay, and Time Corpse? Time Ghoul. Time Ghoul, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I got Angel Corpse. <laughs> Time yeah. Ghoul, okay. Yeah. Cool, I'll have, to, I'll have to check them out. So I those come to mind, but now my new uh-huh. favorite is Grave Huffer. Sweet. <laughs> nice, man. That's cool. Yeah, forever burned into my brain. Yay. Missouri's a, it's just a weird scene. Um, there was, I'm trying to think. Um, Springfield has, um, um, I mean, I'm, you know, Richard Christie, I don't know if you know who he is. Of but, course. Um, yeah, he's from uh, Springfield, which is an hour away, and he played drums in this band called Public Assassin. Uh-huh. And um, the, it's funny, the guy he replaced was in Gravehuffer for about a year. Oh wow! Yeah, um, he plays on one of the bonus tracks on the Your Fault uh, vinyl version. But yeah, Richard. That's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and um, well, King's X. They're from Springfield. Mm-hmm. They're no yeah. gray fire um, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. 
No, I, there, I, there are some cool bands. There's right. some cool bands around here, man. Um, there's a new one called Desolate Earth. Mm-hmm. There's a band called Sardis that um, they're like this kind of guys. I got this '80s kind of hard rock but thrashy vibe, like with some power metal kind of vocals here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty interest. Pretty interesting, man. Super, super good friends of ours. Like the two guitar players from that band actually played the guitar solo in Stalingrad's Cross. Um, actually, we kind of, we surface level, um, dove into Sardis based on, you mentioned them in an interview you did, oh my goodness, Moshville? Oh, Moshville Times? Yeah, I think you mentioned them as a band to check out, and we kind of listened to a few of their songs one night, and they were really Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They they definitely have that kind of throwback kind of vibe for sure. Yeah, you also mentioned I think the less fortunate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a, they definitely have more of a modern kind of contemporary sound. Yeah, still really good. Um, we've played quite a few shows with both those bands. Um, less fortunate. Um, they're not from Joplin. They're from Carthage, which is just about thirty minutes kind of north of us Um, but like i said joplin's got so many like smaller towns that surround so we pretty much all consider it you know the joplin area yeah well richie thank you very much for spending time with us tonight and we absolutely can't wait to hear the new material as soon as tommy gives me the green light to start um promoting and sharing the the new material (laughs) Uh, you can you can bet that you guys will will be one of the first ones in line to get it. So, Wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't wait for people to hear it. It's, we can't it's, either. I'm. It's man. <laughs> I can't. I'm just like so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think if you guys like what we've done, you know, previously, then I think it'll be like whoa. These nice. guys really took a leap. You know, I'm, I'm like, we're really proud of it. So I hope you guys will like it too. It's great. I'm sure we will. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank All you right, so well, much. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. You have a great night. All right, we'll uh, talk you guys. soon. Okay. Talk soon. Have a great night. You too. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking to Richie. Me too. He was, we, uh, yeah, he was a lot of fun. Yeah. Liked him a lot. And we love Grave Huffer. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. And hopefully we can get to the Doomfest if it happens and check them out, meet them in person, and Tommy Stewart and Direwolf and all that other fun stuff. All the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you want to wrap this one up with another Grave Huffer song? I would like that. Um, Grave Huffer's XR750 has just pulled in. Well, what a to coincidence. Take us away and ride us into the sunset. Into the, into the <laughs> podcast sunset. <laughs> <laughs>